The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. We're joined by Marion McKeown and Cal Thomas to talk about everything going on in America. And Marion, I'll start with you. Tell us about the first of what may be a number of trials Kevin Spacey, the actor, is facing. Yeah, uh, Kevin Spacey is currently um, in, in, well, he started testifying in a trial yesterday um, in New York. Uh, interestingly, it's the same judge, Lewis Kaplan, as um, is overseeing Donald Trump's um, civil case, which is being brought by Eugene Carroll for, for um, defamation related to an alleged rape. But in this case, uh, the, the, the um, plaintiff involved is, is um, he was a young actor who claims he was 14 when Kevin Spacey, back in 1980, who was then about 26 or 27 at a house party in Spacey's apartment, uh, picked him up in a fireman's lift and then sort of lay on top of him. He says it was sexual. There were two two, uh, charges initially. The judge, Lewis Kaplan, threw out one of the uh, cases, but it's essentially a sexual, uh, one of the charges, it's essentially a sexual battery case. He's looking for 36 million euro, about 40 million dollars, I believe, which I have to say in the context of the, the charges because and, and the, the, the allegations of what Kevin Spacey did does seem quite high. There's, there's, there isn't an allegation that there was a sexual assault in, 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 in that, as I said, both of the men, he was 14 at the time, which would be really shocking if it were true. Um, and then, the, but both of them were clothed and he said Kevin Spacey picked him up and threw him on the bed and basically sort of lay on top of him. So it's, it sounds really sinister and, 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 and uh, an awful way to behave, but I'm not sure a jury would award $36 million for, for what is being alleged. But as you say, Kevin Spacey, there have been a number of allegations against him in the past several years. Uh, one case was dropped because the, the claimant didn't want to identify himself. Another case didn't proceed because uh, it was believed or the, the, the defence alleged that, that some text messages may have been tampered with. But there are five separate charges being brought in England, criminal charges that are due to be heard in June next year. So Kevin Spacey is in a lot of trouble over these various allegations. And it's something that has dogged him now for several years. Let's move on to other things. Cal Thomas, anti-vaxxers have become very well known, got very prominent in their opposition to the COVID vaccine. But what's this about them now trying to spread that campaign out against other vaccines uh, that have proven to be life-saving in recent generations? That's right, Matt, including measles. I mean, most uh, children in the United States, and I suspect in most developed countries, got uh, measles, vaccines, whooping cough, and several others uh, when they were children. Uh, I think this is a very, very dangerous trend. Uh, I think people should follow the advice of their personal physicians, stay off the Internet, stop listening to rumors, uh, unverified stories from other people who claim to have had strokes or other things from taking the uh, uh, Pfizer or Moderna vaccines uh, to protect from COVID. I've had all of my shots. I don't, uh, I've been boosted. I'm not worried about it. My doctor said to get it. I did it. But I think this spreading of false information on the in- Internet uh, pretty much guarantees there could be a return of, of measles and uh, other maladies that the vaccines are designed to prevent and have a very long track record of being successful, by the way. This isn't something that's recently been developed. These vaccines have been around for generations. Indeed, the most important one, Cal, in many respects, was polio. I mean, you must be old enough to remember when polio <laughs> sent fear through so much of society all over the world. Well, that's right. Uh, Dr. Jonas Salk, of course, who developed it, and later the oral 
polio vaccine, a tremendous uh, uh, discovery to wipe, virtually wipe out polio around the world. Uh, if people are too young to remember it, they can go on YouTube and see the horror of these iron lungs that people were put into that, that breathed for them. They were awful. And uh, uh, this was one of the great boons to humankind, the discovery of the polio vaccine. The, the thing that bothers me, though, Matt, is that, you know, while people are distrusting a lot of things in politics, whether it's the denial of the last election that elected Joe Biden or, or, or vaccines that somehow the communists are trying to. I mean, th- this goes back to the days of fluoridation. I remember in the 1950s when fluoride was put in the water supply, there were actually people who said uh, our enemies were trying to destroy us. It was a commie plot. Uh, don't drink the water. This kind of crazy conspiracy stuff has been around a long time. That's very dangerous. And I'll just stay with you for a moment, Cal, because there's also a New York Times Siena College poll today, which suggests that voters think democracy is in peril, but they're not necessarily pushed about saving it. Well, this again goes back to the conspiracy business uh, with people who are still denying the results of the last election, uh, following Donald Trump like some kind of cult figure. Uh, I don't think democracy is in danger. We have a constitutional republic here, not a pure democracy, of course. But I do think that uh, uh, what is in danger is the spreading of some of these rumors and the doubt about the government. I think it was Winston Churchill said that democracy was a bad system except for all the rest. It's a great line, and uh, it has to be constantly renewed. Ronald Reagan once observed that uh, we are only one generation away from losing it all. But I don't think it's a threat. I mean, we had the biggest turnout. Uh, uh, voters in the twenty six uh, the twenty twenty election, excuse me, uh, than we've ever had over one hundred and thirty million votes. I mean, I don't see that that is uh, putting democracy in peril. I think that's something's very positive. Marion McCone, that is a strong point, isn't it? That the numbers that did vote, particularly when they got the chance to vote in by mail, are were extraordinarily high in the last presidential election. Yeah, I think Carl's absolutely right on that. But I think that there, if then you have to ask, you have to look at January 6th, you have to look at how a sitting president and the January 6th committee has shown this, how he was planning how to overthrow the election even before the election took place and certainly immediately after he discovered that he had lost it. So, that, you know, and, and not just that, because if that were just a, a one off, but the number of Republicans who still believe in America that the election was stolen, something like 80 percent of Republicans in polls still claim they believe the 2020 election was stolen. So I see that as being a threat. If, if one candidate, if Donald Trump can convince so many Americans that a uh, a, a free and fair election was stolen. But what I'm really concerned about in the coming election is these people who are running for powerful positions at state level for Secretary of State in Michigan, in Nevada, New Mexico, in other places who have all said that if they, they're running as Republicans on the ticket, that if they are elected, they will fix 2024 so that Donald Trump becomes president. Now, if that isn't a threat to democracy, I don't know what is. But I think that there is, I think the growing intolerance in America, I think the growing disrespect for its institutions, I think the behavior of the Supreme Court, I think when you look at all these things where institutions that that the Republic, the, I beg your pardon, yes, the Republic the, depends on to be impartial when they start being ideological and, and you know, it, I think America is losing faith in its democracy. Does that mean democracy is in danger? It's certainly the first step as far as I'm concerned. You add to that then, as I said, people who are running in these midterms on the ticket that they will fix the elections, that they will rig them for Donald Trump to win in 2024. And I think there's plenty of room for concern. 
Just stay with you, Marion, on this, because uh, we are very close to those midterm elections. And Joe Biden, in the last couple of hours, has announced that if the Democrats keep the House of Representatives, their first act of business will be pass a law codifying abortion rights. Is that likely to shift any voting intentions? You know, I think that Democrats are relying too much on, on the overturning of Roe v. Wade going into this election. I really do. I, and I think with, with uh, President Biden today, it's it's a really a day late and a dollar short with this. Uh, now, a, a lot of people say, well, you know, there was that, that bill was passed by Democrats last year, the Congressional Democrats, and it went nowhere. It couldn't go anywhere because it needed 60 people in the Senate to pass it. He certainly wasn't going to get 10 Republicans. Uh, it, it may... Uh, encourage some younger people to come out and vote. But I, I really think that in this election, yes, the abortion will be an issue, but it won't be the only issue. People are looking at inflation. They're looking at the price of gas going up again. They're looking at immigration. They're looking at a whole bunch of other things as well. So I don't think that's going to be enough to get Democrats over the line. I really don't see them holding the House. So, Cal, it'll be the economy, will it? It always is. As James Carville, the top advisor to Bill Clinton, used to say, it's the economy stupid. Uh, all of these other things, Marion is absolutely right. The latest poll I sh- saw was only 8% consider abortion a uh, top issue. It's the economy, it's food prices, it's gas prices. And uh, a, a majority, a huge majority of Americans, according to several polls, believe the country is headed in the wrong direction. And that always hurts the party in power. Three weeks from today are the midterm elections. Uh, the Republicans will take back the House going to be very close in the Senate, depending largely on what happens in Georgia and Pennsylvania and Ohio, three key states, very close in all three states. So once again, turnout is key. One final one, Marion McKeown. Tell, tell, tell me about this Washington Post story about retired U.S. Army generals effectively prostituting themselves to foreign countries. Yeah, this was just reported in today's Washington Post. I thought that it was really shocking. Um, that what, what is being said is that like really top military from the US that after they retire, that they will then go and work for the, for the Saudi regime for not as civilians, obviously not as part of their military, but you know, that, that they become really highly paid consultants and, and a, a high number of them to regimes like the Saudis and in the Middle East and other places where they have have no respect for human rights and where doing so I, to me would seem to be at first glance to be very much at odds with the US national interest and with US national security interests. It, it just seems overall that this is something that the US should not allow and it is allowed at the moment. You may remember Michael Flynn, the controversy over him uh, last uh, back in 2016 because he was uh, basically paid to go and uh, as a paid speaker in Russia and to sit beside Putin at, at a dinner um, for for their one of the, their media, the the, the RT media, uh, but but all that happened with him was even though he had taken over four hundred thousand dollars from Russia, was he was made to pay back a small amount of that. So I think that America really needs very quickly to get something in place that would absolutely prohibit military people who bring all that experience and all that intelligence and then use it for for other governments that, as I say, may may not be friendly to U.S. national security. We've seen how the Saudis have behaved towards America in recent weeks. And it it just seems to me that there's something very wrong about it morally as well, that these are people who are American patriots who are seen as American patriots and then they run off and make a Generals and golfers taking the Saudi cash. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I, I completely agree. And watch out for those professional golfers going over to the Saudi golf tournament too. What's that about?
money. Thank you very much, Carl Thomas and Mary McCone. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.